Well, hello there, and welcome into the latest edition of Three Dog Thursday. Happy New Year. As we have flipped the calendar, we have one college football game. Well, we really have two, but we got the national title game in both the FBS and the FCS coming up, and there's going to be some discussion about both of those games. We've got one weekend left of the National Football League in the regular season before the playoffs, and we are here to talk all about it on Three Dog Thursday. I'm the somewhat capable host. You've got the handicappers, Kyle Hunter, and look who's back, T.C. Martin from Las Vegas. Happy New Year. So Kyle has returned off of getting both of his underdog picks correct last week. Obviously, the Cincinnati Buffalo game was never followed through with, as it turned out, but he got both of his right. I got all three of mine right, and the doctor's always right. The doctor's been rolling along with his own show and his own plays, and he's hanging out. TC, good to have you. Happy New Year on Three Dog Thursday. Hey, right back at you, TJ. Great to be with you again, my friend. Kyle as well, too. And uh, yeah, just uh, happy to be here, my friend. Meaningful times right now. Of course, national championship game coming up Monday night. Can hardly wait for that. And of course, week 18 of the NFL playoffs on the horizon. I'm ready, brother. I'm ready. I know we are. Kyle Hunter, I see that Bengals hat on your head. And again, we understand the whole gravity of the situation with DeMar Hamlin, the injured Buffalo Bill. Uh, and obviously, it, it ceased the Monday night game in the first quarter. We don't know as we release Three Dog Thursday if that game will even be made up. It may be contention on what happens this weekend for the final weekend of the NFL regular season as it stands. We'll find out. But Kyle, what are your thoughts here as we get rolling with everything, the ending of college football, the ending of the NFL regular season? Good to have you back as well. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, you guys are used to seeing TJ and I talk some college basketball, but now two weeks in a row, we're talking some underdogs and football. Oh, man, I'm you know, I'm a little bummed that there's only a couple college football games left, TJ, because I love college football so much. But um, the the NFL, we got quite a bit to decide here this weekend and we got the playoffs. So plenty of good sports action coming up. No doubt about that. Okay, a couple of housekeeping things, and it's on to underdog predictions because we've got games already on Saturday, by the way, in the National Football League to talk about, as well as that Monday night national championship game will come up between Georgia and TCU. That's actually at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles uh, for that matchup. Uh, first things first, though, thank you for finding us. Get in the BetUS.com Three Dog Thursday store. Get you some merch. Get a shirt. Get a sweatshirt. Uh, get a mug. Uh, you see computer stickers, whatever merch that you want, uh, a bag you see with Three Dog Thursday. Look at that mug. It's outstanding. It's all in the store, betus.com slash Three Dog Thursday. Go in there and select something. You've also got a chance to win. You've got a chance to go in there and pick something out. If you get three underdogs correct in the comments section right below us, pick three underdogs against the spread, college, not many games left, or the NFL, some combination thereof. Get all three right. The first one of you that gets all three right you are in, and you can go in the merchandise store, pick out that shirt, that sweatshirt, the coffee mug, et cetera, from Three Dog Thursday. So, again, find out more at betus.com slash Three Dog Thursday about all of that. With that out of the way, I think we are ready to get underway with underdog selections. I mentioned the NFL playing on Saturday, and we're going to go there right away. It's a winner-take-all game to win the AFC South. It is between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. It is a must-win, obviously, for either team to win the division. Win and you're in the playoffs. Lose and you're done on the final regular season day. I know the Titans have announced that Joshua Dobbs 
will start for the second straight game. This is a guy who three or four weeks ago wasn't even on their team. He's going to start the last two games of the year. I like the Titans to keep it close. I know Jacksonville got another good win uh, last week over the Houston Texans that put them in position now to win the South here. Trevor Lawrence much improved with Doug Peterson, veteran coach, Super Bowl winning coach, but Mike Vrabel's a good coach too. Derek Henry could be the real X factor in this game. I think seven is too many points Saturday night in North Florida. I think this is a close game. This is a field goal game. I'm gladly taking seven, and Kyle Hunter... I already know that you're you're locking up with me like tag team partners. I'm tagging you in like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. TC's a big wrestling guy. Let's go Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Savage on a Three Dog Thursday. I'm tagging you in for Tennessee Titans. And why do you like them on Three Dog Thursday, Kyle? Yeah, and uh, the, the play that we had all of us together last week with the Steelers was a good one. That ended up going the right way. Um, let's hope that this one goes the right way as well. Tennessee plus seven with a total of 40, TJ. You're going to give me seven points with a total of 40. I'm always going to look to the dog first. And I think Mike Vrabel is a very underrated coach in the NFL. I know the Titans haven't played that well of late, but... We talked about last week, TJ, how good of an underdog Mike Tomlin is. So the second best coach when it comes to underdog in the NFL is Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's 21-9 against the spread as an underdog of three points or more. He's 14-4 and four as a three-point dog against conference opponents. So here we get him in a must-win spot. I'm not here to tell you Josh Dobbs is tremendous or the Titans are without flaws, and I don't think TJ is either. But the Titans are going to try to run the ball, keep this one a very slow-paced, low-scoring game. I think this game gets decided by a small margin. The other thing is, do we know if the Jags are going to play their A game or their C or D game? This team's been really inconsistent throughout the course of the season. Obviously, the Jaguars have more talent, and at their top end, they're better than the Titans. But I'm not sure. I think uh, the market may be getting a bit ahead of itself on the Jaguars' love at this point. So I'll take the seven points. It is interesting that Dobbs has had some extra days to prepare. T.C. Martin, I'll bring you in on this just for a comment. You're not on the Titans with us, but, I mean, Tennessee's going to turn around and hand the ball to Derrick Henry, correct? I mean, that's that's the game plan to try to keep it close and win this winner-take-all game. Yeah, but the problem here is Derrick Henry has been MIA for the past few weeks, and everyone knows that they're, that he's getting the football. And I think, you know, I hear where you guys are going with, with the value there, but there's really not much value when you look at what the, the where these two teams are right now. I mean, the Titans have lost, what, six in a row. Four of the six have not even been close. And let's go back to the last time these two teams met about five weeks ago. 36-22, mm-hmm. Jacksonville drug them. Jacksonville is one of the hottest teams in football right now. They won four straight. I do not want to get in front of that Jaguar train. And I know that people here in Vegas are saying, hey, this, you know, this looks inviting, but it's really not inviting because you're asking Joshua Dobbs, a practice squad player from another team, to come into the most meaningful game of the year to go against one of the hottest teams who's playing well. And Jacksonville may be able to do some damage once they do get to the playoffs. They're winning this game. It's just by a matter of how much I'm rooting for you guys, but I don't know, T.J. Reeves. I think you've been spending too much time at Raymond James Stadium, whatever they're calling that. You've been hanging out on the pirate ship. You're walking a plank here. What are you doing walking a plank with one of the worst teams in football right now? What are you doing? 
I just got to have them hang in. And will Lawrence maybe throw an interception or two in the big game? Maybe. We'll see. Again, Kyle and I think they keep it close enough. The winner is in the playoffs as the four seed. If Jacksonville wins, they win it with a nine and eight record. Obviously, if Tennessee wins the game, they get the tiebreaker at eight and nine. You'd have a division winner with a losing record. Let's see what happens. Standalone Saturday night game on national TV. All right, doctors. So if you're not going with us, on the Titans on a Saturday, you're instead going to go college football, but not yet to Monday here. You're going to go FCS, the old one double A and North Dakota and South Dakota state, North Dakota state and South Dakota state, the bison and the jackrabbits are doing battle for the FCS championship. They'll also play this on Sunday afternoon, which I don't quite understand while the NFL is going on. Nonetheless, they didn't ask us TC Martin. You've got North Dakota state as the underdog. Why are you playing them on three dog Thursday? Well, TJ, let's first and foremost, let's say that as we go into the NFL in the last week of the season, we know that there are not a lot of value when it comes to to dogs. Uh, there are a lot of games out there that uh, are still not even on the board at this point in time. There's not a lot of meaningful games. So you really got to stretch, you know, when you're looking at this thing. I'll tell you what, I'm on this game because North Dakota State is, as we know, a power in the FCS they are like the Alabama or a Georgia or an Ohio State when it comes to, I'm going to ask you the question here. When was the last time you saw a plus in front of the sign of the bison? You don't. They are usually a favorite and usually a heavy favorite. Now, they played this game a few weeks ago, and North Dakota State actually lost to South Dakota State 23-21. This is probably the best South Dakota State Jackrabbits team uh, that they've had in some, some time here. But I just got to look at value. And when you're looking at five points here, uh, taking uh, the Bison, I just feel this game is going to be close. They have the more experience. They probably have the better roster. Uh, The question mark here is, do they have the better quarterback? And for the first time, maybe in the long history of this series, they probably don't. As we know, that North Dakota State has had, you know, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance and other good quarterbacks that really haven't done well in the NFL. But for the FCS level, they have done very, very well. Um, But... The the quarterback for uh, North Dakota State actually had his best game of the year last time he played against South Dakota State, where he had 237 passing yards. North Dakota State is a run-first team, but they can mix it up. This is a team that will be ready. I know that they got a chip on their shoulder because there's a plus next to their name in plus five. So I think it's a live dog here in the Bison. All right, uh, Kyle Hunter, we are making history. We did not have an FCS <laughs> underdog all year long on Three Dog Thursday. Cam Miller is the quarterback for North Dakota yes. State. And give me five bonus points because I know that North Dakota State beat something called Incarnate Word in the semifinals, while South Dakota State beat Montana State to set up this championship game. They played those semifinals three weeks ago. Now they've got the title game. Right. Kyle Hunter, do you have any thought before we move on to round two on our underdog handicapping on Three Dog Thursday? Yeah, TJ, the first thing I was going to say is I can't believe they're playing this game on Sunday. I don't understand why they would want to play this game on Sunday, like you said. 
Um, when I saw plus five by North Dakota State, I definitely was kind of taken aback. You're not used to seeing a plus number by North Dakota State. I will be um, transparent and say I usually do not handicap FCS games. You know, I, I handicap everything. TJ knows this, the smallest games in Division <laughs> One. I'm going to bring up those games. But the FCS games are not ones that I typically handicap. So I don't have a lot of thoughts on this one. I do know North Dakota State was winning the majority of the game when they played the first time. South Dakota State comes back and wins. Um, I hate to go against the Jackrabbits. That's a great nickname. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bison have been so successful over the years. I can understand the plus five here. And if, I guess if I had to take it, that's what I'd take. But I don't have a lot to add. There is yeah, no I'll truth. Just, to- I'll add this, TJ. You know, again, a lot of people don't look at the FCS. I look at it. It's not like I, I play it regularly. But you can, you can get, you know, find some some gems in here. Incarnate Word, I got a chance to watch them play my alma mater, Sac State, in that crazy game where they scored about, a, you know, 150 points in that contest. And uh, Incarnate Word has a great offense and a great quarterback. And, um, again, you know, North Dakota State trailed early in that game. They bounced back. A lot of the pedigree that they have. I mean, they're used to playing in these type of games, playoff games, meaningful uh, championship games. So again, you know, here, and these are two teams that know each other and to kind of put in the perspective, you know, for the average person out there saying, okay, what is this game all about? This is like Alabama Auburn. Okay. This is, you know, a, a Georgia, Florida type of game. These two teams, these communities, they know each other very, very well. They recruit against each other. Uh, South Dakota state has been a rising program for a while here. They feel, okay, it's finally our time. And again, North Dakota state has a chip on their shoulder. This will be a good, a good football game to watch. It's going to be in that uh, 11 o'clock Pacific, two o'clock Eastern time slot on Sunday. Why they didn't put this game on Saturday, I have no idea. But, you know, this is ESPN, right? So ESPN probably has a lot of college basketball that they're committed to for that Saturday, you know, you know, all day on Saturday. So they figure, okay, this is a, a time slot that uh, we can let these guys play. You're going to have to go try to find it. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could find yourself some value here. And it, it will be a good football game. And looking at the rest of the NFL schedule, guys, at that, you know, 10 o'clock uh, Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time slot, this may be the most exciting exciting football game during that time slot. So peek over to ESPN and check out the Bison and the Jackrabbits. All right, little plug there for his North Dakota State pick on Three Dog Thursday. Again, the handicapper's trying to get a couple of games right to be back with us. We glad, we're glad that you found us. I was going to say that Kyle handicaps everything. There's no truth to the rumor that he handicaps like elevator races at the hotel on which one's going to come down. He does not handicap that, but he's staying but that's away my game. I love from North, <laughs> North Dakota State and South Dakota State uh, here on the show. Let's go to round two. God help us. Uh, Speaking of those one o'clock games Eastern time on Sunday, one of them will feature the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. If you were with us last week on Three Dog Thursday, I said, how are the Jets favored at Seattle? Did not understand that. Uh, Seattle had control of that game from beginning to end. Easy, easy pickings on Three Dog Thursday. Now we look down in what is a must-win game for either team. I know the Dolphin quarterback situation is up in the air. We know Teddy Bridgewater, the backup, broke his finger. He's not going to be able to play. Uh, So it's probably Skylar Thompson, the third-string quarterback, unless, again, we're midweek on Three Dog Thursday. Do they clear Tua? Would they play Tua in this must-win game with all the concussions, even if he is cleared? I don't know that answer. We don't know. So it probably is a third-string quarterback. Still, it's winner-take-all for the Dolphins. They've got explosive players. Why am I backing the Jets? Why, why would I back the Jets in South Florida? I get a point with Miami to simply win the game. The Jets are, what, 8-8 eight and eight, uh, against the spread so far this season. Didn't cover on the road last week. 
Give me Miami. Give me the Dolphins to win this game, and I will take them on Three Dog Thursday. It's more of a fade against the Jets. Quick comment from both of you. Kyle Hunter, a quick thought uh, real quick on this with Miami and, and New York both barely alive in the AFC. They both need to win at the game at Miami. Yeah, I think this is kind of a difficult game, TJ. I mean, there's so many unknowns for Miami that um, I'm not excited to bet Miami, but I understand wanting to fade the Jets, too. Um, I think TC said it earlier, and it's a good point. This is not the easiest week to bet a bunch of NFL games in general. So uh, I'm trying to uh, wade carefully into the waters this week. This is probably a game I will pass on, but I'll be rooting for TJ here. T.C. Martin, are you with me that this is more of a fade of they can't figure out who their quarterback is? They, they still are backing Zach Wilson overall, even though they're not playing him at the end of the year. They're backing Mike White. The next thing we know, we're going to hear them backing like Boomer Esiason or uh, Ken O'Brien or even Joe go. Namath at quarterback. Uh, why, why are the Jets favored real quick? And then we'll move on. It, it, it is because of the quarterback situation. I'll say this, TJ. You mentioned Tua. If Tua does get cleared, your your pick is void because the Dolphins will now be a five or a six point favorite, you know, in this game. And right now, uh, bookmakers want to put these games up on the board because they want the action. Right now, if it's going to be Skylar Thompson, yeah, the Jets are the better team right now, and they're a better coach team. I'm telling you so, right now, two two things. You know the rules on Three Dog Thursday. First of all, it only matters what's the spread when we do the show. <laughs> when we do the show right now, it's Dolphins plus one. I'm telling you with Skylar Thompson, they're going to be the Jets, even with the third string quarterback. I think you're underselling the Jets a little bit, and, and you're really, underselling Robert really. Sala you've a little seen, bit. You've too. seen anything the second half of the season that tells me the Jets are going to win a key if, if, game? If Mike White is end. quarterbacking and Skylar Thompson from K State is quarterbacking last week in Seattle, taking, they lost the Mike game, White. dog. They lost yeah. the game. The, the, the Jets have some moxie. They have a little moxie, and they have a very good defense. And like Kyle said, this is a game that I want no part of here. All right. And uh, I don't know. It's, you know, good luck to your brother. But right. again, uh, you, you want Skylar Thompson. Good luck. You can have him. You want a team that's lost six in a row. Good luck. You can have him. I, I'm not going to ask bad teams to do something good for me. So I'm rooting for you, but I'm with Kyle. Stay away from this game. Somebody's got to win it. Okay, let's move on and find out the <laughs> Maybe guys. Maybe not. Right, Kyle? Look, it could be a tie. <laughs> find out the games that the guys go. want here. If it's a tie, though, I'm a winner. If that's You're the exactly. case, too, on Three Dog Thursday. All right, what do you guys want in round two? Kyle, you go first. You've got an NFL underdog for Sunday. What is it and why, real quick? Yeah, so we talked about the Steelers last week, and I'm going to take the Browns here going against the Steelers. Uh, Tomlin's fantastic as an underdog, but he's not really been very good as a favorite. Tomlin is a favorite of three points or more, 66 and 82 against the spread, 44.6%. And I know you're going to hear everybody say all week, well, the Steelers want to get that winning record. They probably won't make the playoffs. There is a chance they could make the playoffs, but I don't think that will happen uh, based on what they need. The Browns have been playing better of late. And what do you think the Browns would love to do more than anything else? They'd love to ruin things for the Steelers. These two teams hate each other. Absolutely a big, bitter rivalry. Um, I don't want to give the Browns too much credit yeah, defensively because it was Carson Wentz. And my goodness, Carson Wentz looked terrible in that game. Uh, kind of off topic a little bit, but why would you go to Carson Wentz in a game like that as Washington? I mean, not that Heineke had been great or anything, but Wentz was just a disaster in that game. I know the Steelers. How, how about, can I interrupt? How about they've gone now to Sam Howell, the former North Carolina yeah. quarterback, in the final game with the Cowboys? Are we just blindfolded playing pin the tail on the donkey at this point for the commanders? You're exactly right. It makes no sense. And Cleveland took advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, Riverboat Ron, but uh, this is a. Uh, 
this is a commander's team that has been a little bit hard to figure out through the course of the season. Having said that, I have to give the Browns some credit over the fact that they have been playing better of late. They didn't play that badly against the Bengals, gave them a decent uh, game there. The Browns have played better defensively by quite a bit. The Steelers' offense, even with Kenny Pickett playing fairly well, is still not dynamic by any means. Deshaun Watson playing a little bit better here of late. Certainly the Browns have the better running game in this one. You're giving me three points with a low total again. The Browns are definitely hyped about this game. I know some people are going to say the Steelers care. The Browns don't care as much. Right. The, the Browns the Browns care in this game. I know the Browns want to win this game. Um, I think the Steelers want that winning record. And like I said, the Browns want to ruin it for them. I think Nick Chubb could have a big game in a game like this. The Steelers' pass rush has been really good. Their run defense hasn't been consistently very good this year. So I'll take the Browns here. All right, TC, I'm going to move to your underdog very quickly, but give me a quick thought here. Steelers win nothing but low-scoring games. They've been winning them. They've all been low-scoring games. Kyle believes in the Browns here to be able to win a low-scoring slugfest. Any thought here before we move on to your underdog? Yeah, I agree with Kyle. I looked at this game, and I think the Browns could be the right side uh, in this one. Deshaun Watson actually showed up last week and uh, actually played pretty well. Uh, kind of like the Ravens-Steelers, these two teams don't like each other. It's a big rivalry. They're low-scoring games. They're close games. Uh, I think the Browns are going to show up. They got they got something to play for. They got pride to play for as well here, too. So, again, it, you're not getting many points, but you know, you're getting three. Um, I, I, I can't blame Kyle for, for going on this side again. It's slim pickings this week, but you know, again, when you're trying to find an underdog that, uh, you know, you know, has a good running game, it's the Browns. So I can see it. They have run the ball. I saw them at field level against the Buccaneers. Nick yep. Chubb ran it well enough in that game. He's run it well enough in some other games late in the season. And Kyle Hunter says Brownies in the matchup with the Steelers. Again, the Steelers have to win and have help to get in the playoffs, but that would be an amazing five and two finish at the end to get them to nine and eight. If they can get the win in the game, Kyle's not so sure that they're going to be able to do that. All right, TC Martin round out round number two. What is your NFL underdog that you like? I'm going to go with the Rams against the Seahawks in this game. I know a lot of people say, well, the Rams, you know, really? Well, this is more of a play against uh, Seattle. And I think the line is a little overinflated here just because Seattle's playing at home. You got to remember, okay, the, the Seattle Seahawks have lost three of their last four games, okay? They haven't beaten anyone of any substance the entire season. And now the Rams are coming in here and get seven, okay? If you go back, and I understand this is not the, the same Rams team that we've seen in years past, but you know, the Rams have gone in there and played well in this environment. Uh, you got to go, go back to Baker Mayfield's two of his last three starts where he's looked pretty darn good. Last week, not so much against the Chargers team, who I was actually on the Chargers last week, and that just made a lot of sense. But I think that the Rams are going to have some pride. They're going to close out this thing. Guys, there's actually a question uh, here that uh, Aaron Donald actually may suit up and play. He's listed as questionable on the injury report, which make a huge difference here. Again, no Geno Smith for me, especially with a Seattle Seahawks team where you're laying seven against a, a Rams team that I believe is going to show up. They're going to be able to run the ball. Cam Akers has been very, very effective for the Rams running the football. So I think there's value here. The Rams close out the season. If they don't win this game outright, they definitely cover the seven. I'll take the Rams. Again, I was on the Seahawks last week. 
They are playing here at home. Which Rams team do we get, Kyle Hunter? Just real quick, that's a good thought as well because Baker Mayfield was really good against Denver, but against the two good teams that he's played, those being the Packers on the Monday night game and then last week against the Chargers, they didn't do very much. And he doesn't have a lot to work with uh, besides Cam Akers. Uh, Kyle, any quick thought here? Uh, Seattle, again, barely alive. They need to win. they got to have Green Bay lose the Sunday night game. Any quick thought, Kyle, on this one? I think there's a lot of points. Um, I would tend to agree with TC. I feel like you guys have had some good back and forth. I need to disagree with somebody here soon, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I I wouldn't want to lay this many points with Seattle, to be honest. The, the problem I have is I don't really trust Baker Mayfield that much either. I you know Baker Mayfield is still to me has a lot to prove. Uh, but Seattle, I mean, they haven't exactly played very well lately. When they played the Rams the first time, remember it was uh, John Wolford, and the Rams mm-hmm. gave them a really hard time in that game. And then right after that, Seattle comes back, loses to the Panthers. Um, they lost at home to the 49ers, which certainly isn't anything embarrassing. But a one game bouncing back against the Jets wouldn't want, make me want to lay seven points with Seattle. So my lean would be the Rams. I just worry a little bit about uh, Baker and maybe pick sixes or something like that. TC says, I love L.A. To close it out, is it Sean McVay's final game? There's a lot of talk that he might want to go to the broadcast booth, give it up for a while on coaching or not. Is Baker Mayfield going to stick around maybe as the quarterback? Is Matt Stafford done? TC's back in the Rams here one more time. Uh, at the end of round two. All right, one round to go for the handicappers. Let's begin with college football's championship game in the FBS or Division One. The college football playoff title game is TCU and Georgia. TCU winning a wild game over Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl. Meanwhile, Georgia had to rally in the fourth quarter and hang on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin on the missed field goal by Ohio State uh, to win in the Peach Bowl. All right, so here we go with Georgia looking to go back to back they've never done that in program history back-to-back national titles tcu looking to be the ultimate upstart here out of the big 12 and win as a significant underdog against both michigan and georgia i think this line is too big at 12 and a half and doctor i saw on the sheet you're in agreement we are in compliance here on the froggies so pick it up from there we got doug in the quarterback Georgia has played kind of up and down, uh, down to some levels of competition. They were losing a lot of that game to Ohio State. All right, doctor, what do you think? Is it too many points for the Froggies? You agree with me? I agree. And, you know, I've talked to several, you know, sports book directors in the last few days about this game and saying, well, why is this number so high? And basically they felt that if they didn't put a double digit tag on this game, that they would be bombarded with Georgia money. And, um, you know, the public, a lot with a lot of, uh, you know, you know, sharp handicappers, they tend to kind of go with what their eyes saw last. Okay. And what our eyes saw last was a TCU team that took it to Michigan. All right. They were the more physical team sounds strange and everything, but that was the fact. I mean, they just outplayed Michigan. Uh, Sonny Dykes out coached Jim Harbaugh and they were the more physical team. And then in the nightcap, what you saw with Georgia got clearly outplayed by Ohio state and Ohio state probably should be playing in this game. They probably should have won this game. Stetson Bennett was not outstanding. And, you know, you look at Stetson Bennett along with Max Dugan, these Duggan, these guys were two, you know, second and third string quarterbacks at the beginning of the season. And they both have rallied their team. The big difference here is Georgia probably does have better talent across the board, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm going with TCU TJ because 
What have we seen from Georgia defensively in their last two games? They gave up 500 yards to LSU. They gave up over 500 yards to Ohio State. TCU has a fantastic offense, and they are rolling on all cylinders right now. Heck, they've been rolling all season long. This team has averaged over 41 points per contest, all right? They are on fire right now. I do not want to step in front of them. So, yeah, there's a lot of value here. There's it's a lot of points. And I know conventional wisdom for people that like Georgia are thinking like, okay, well, Georgia's going to you know, you know, get back, and we're, we're finally going to have a blowout here after having two fantastic, closely fought you know, uh, semifinal games uh, last Saturday night. But I warn people, go back and look what Georgia did in Missouri. Unimpressive. Yes. 16 to 6 against Kentucky. Unimpressive. LSU, you know, giving up, you know, 30 points to LSU. Unimpressive. I mean, TCU has got that dog in them. They've got that fight in them. They got that horn frog in them. And they are going to come to fight in this game. Don't tell them they're the underdog. This is not your garden variety Big 12 Oklahoma team or Oak State team in years past that have shown up and, and get drilled in the playoffs. No, TCU can play it on both sides of the ball. They've got some some NFL guys playing uh, on their roster as well, too. So yeah, I see value here. Give me the horn frogs. All right, love all of that insight. And again, TCU with the two interception returns as well against Michigan. And they were physical against Michigan's run game. Will it translate against Georgia's run game? Kyle, you do a great job on the college football show and have done it all year with Gary Seegers and with Parker Fleming. I'm not having you go on the record here, but give me a thought. And isn't isn't it too many points here? Did it surprise you this line is that big and it has stayed that big midweek, Kyle? Quick thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I got to tell you, I hate that my Buckeyes are not in this game. That that was a tough loss for me to take. Uh, Ohio State really outplayed Georgia for a lot of that game. Uh, we had some guys uh, doing the, the college football show. We had some guys in the chat saying Georgia's been dominant. They've been so much better than everybody else. I'm like, Gary and Parker and I were kind of like, maybe they were watching uh, a different game than, no. than we were right, last right, game. Right. Like that was, I don't think that was the same game. Uh, Georgia's really good. There's, I don't think anybody's here saying Georgia's not an excellent team. Uh, Twelve and a half points is a lot of points. I'll tell you, I really considered taking TCU first half plus seven as one of my three plays here. So I like first half. I'm a little bit worried that the physicality and team talent overall for Georgia could be a little bit too much for them in the end. I'll just throw in a little bit here to say that C.J. Stroud and, remember, LSU, um, as T.C. said, Garrett Nussmeyer threw for 500 yards. LSU threw for 500 yards in that game. And then Ohio State really beating uh, Georgia deep a lot. Max Duggan, I was looking at his deep passing, 92.9 PFF grade on throws of 20 yards or more is excellent. 18 touchdowns, three picks. They got to take some of those shots deep. And they do have Quentin Johnston, who's a superstar receiver. Um, I would lean TCU if I had to bet this. Uh, this is not me disrespecting Georgia or anything. They're a very good team. Stetson Bennett's a good quarterback, too, especially in the fourth quarter in clutch time. But getting 12 and a half points, uh, like you said, Duggan, uh, TCU, they really do seem to have that dog in them. I love the fight that they have. Uh, my lean would be TCU, too. And as a program, they previously scored a shocking Rose Bowl win over Wisconsin in Pasadena. This at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Monday night. T.C. Martin and I say T.C.U. Froggies to at least keep it close. I don't know that they win this game, but that's too many points. T.C. and I, TC and I are in agreement here on the Monday Night Championship game against Georgia. That leaves one underdog pick remaining. It belongs to Kyle Hunter. You're going back to the NFL for one more play. 
Why do you like the Carolina Panthers, a team I saw last week that was winning a lot of the game until Tom Brady turned into Tom Brady yet again uh, to rally the Buccaneers, win the game, and win the division? So now this game doesn't mean anything for Panthers and Saints except for pride on Carolina to finish out the year, and you like them for that, Kyle Hunter. What do you like and why? Yeah, TJ, uh, you know, somebody's been betting the Bucks live, like about third quarter. Imagine how much money they'd have right now. I mean, sure. you know, the Bucks can't score for the first three quarters. Fourth quarter, they're totally different. It's amazing that keeps happening week after week. Um, I, the Panthers played pretty well for a majority of that game last week against the Bucks. Really, I think uh, Sam Darnold has kind of quietly been pretty good since he's been back. You look at how he's graded out. He's played well. The Saints are not the type of team that I think should be laying more than a field goal against a team that's fighting hard, playing really good. Um, the Saints had 4.7 yards per play last week and 4.5 the week before against the Browns. A lot of injuries for New Orleans. I think the Panthers want this game. And I know people say this game doesn't matter to teams. But if you get three and a half points in a game that, quote unquote, doesn't matter to teams, both of these uh, teams do have players that want to show for Who's going to be playing next year? Who's going to get paid? Uh, these guys are still professionals. They do want to play hard. I think the Panthers have played well enough here that I want to take the three and a half, thinking this will be a close, low-scoring game here. Uh, not a sexy game or an interesting game sure. by a lot of ways, but, you know, hey, we're here to pick some underdogs that might cash. So that's what I'm looking toward here in the Panthers. Again, there's a lot of games that have playoff implications. This is not one of them, but still it's a handicapping spot. And Kyle Hunter loves it. Uh, TC, just a quick thought before we move on and get done with the show here. Again, there's nothing but pride. Has Steve Wilkes, TC, done enough to keep that job? They played very hard in Tampa last week. They've played very hard since he became the interim coach. Has it done enough to earn him the job? What do you think, quickly? No, they're, they're, they want a more high-profile guy. And, you know, I can understand why Kyle's going to this game. This is a lot like the Browns and Steelers game, too. You know, two teams that kind of they know each other exceptionally well. Uh I would probably be on the Panthers if it wasn't for last week's showing because they had all kinds of mojo, you know, go riding into that game. And then they, I think they lost a little bit of it. And look at the Saints. I mean, going to Philly win. I mean, the Saints have been playing some fantastic football over the last four or five weeks. So tough game uh, to call here. But uh, I'm rooting for Kyle. And again, the Panthers won the first matchup all the way at the beginning of the year when Jameis Winston was the quarterback uh, for the Saints. Um, and now this game in New Orleans, we'll see how it goes on the finish to the NFL weekend with playoff spots galore up for grabs every which direction. All right, here we go in the recap mode. Here's what we have for the three rounds as the guys try to stay on board on Three Dog Thursday. Kyle looking to be back for a third straight week. He and I agree on the Titans Saturday night. Kyle with the Browns and the Panthers on Sunday. T.C. Martin goes with the F. CS championship game, North Dakota State on Sunday, Rams at Seattle, and then TC and I agree on TCU, Texas Christian, uh, to at least keep it close against the Georgia Bulldogs coming up. I also like the Miami Dolphins. I still don't understand, as we conclude the show, why they're an underdog against the JETS mess, mess, mess. But they are. And there we go for Three Dog Thursday. Final thoughts, kids. Kyle, final thought before we're done here on Three Dog Thursday for the final weekend of the NFL regular season and sadly the end of college football until later this fall. Anything else, Kyle? 
Yeah, hopefully we can see some close games this weekend, get some good drama. I'll tell you what, we've not been short on drama in the college football realm here of late. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, between the FCS game and then the final in college football, we can get some good football. Going to be rooting for some of those doggies this week, and everybody enjoy your week. Uh, looking forward to it. Love it. T.C. Martin from Vegas. Final thoughts. Everybody laid off the Raiders, by the way, getting 10 against the Chiefs. That's interesting. We all laid off of it on Three Dog Thursday. T.C.'s based in Vegas with the T.C. Martin Show. Any final thought, brother, before you're gone? Yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, you, you look at that Raider-Chiefs game, and uh, I can understand why people would, would play the Raiders in this game. I did look at this game. Just not sure exactly how the Raiders are going to respond with the injuries they have coming off that emotional loss, the way they lost it against the 49ers you know, on Sunday, but, uh, a lot of points. And you got to remember the Kansas city chiefs guys, 10 of their 16 games have come by one score games. So that would bode well if you want to bet the Raiders. So something to look at there as far as, uh, you know, the, the championship game and what we've seen so far in college football, it's been a fantastic college football season. And I'll say this, as far as the underdogs here, uh, I know TJ have done a fantastic job as you always do with three dog Thursday. I love being a part of it. Love talking with you about it either on my show or here on bet us TV. But to remember guys, a record 114 NFL games this year, have been decided by six points or less. That bodes well for underdogs. And it's been hard to kind of find underdogs for week 18, which, you know, we understand here. You got some low spreads and that sort of thing. But 114 one-score games, basically, outstanding. That shows you the parity and the excitement in the NFL. No doubt. So it all concludes this weekend for the NFL regular season and also for the college uh, football season. It does wrap up with Georgia and TCU. Great job, TC Martin. Great job, Kyle Hunter. I hope both of you are back because we got NFL playoffs next week to go over. We'll explain all of that on Three Dog Thursday for the wild card weekend. For now, though, we're good. TC, thank you. Kyle, thank you. Kevin, Alejandro, everybody backstage at BetUS, thank you. Great job on Three Dog Thursday. Hit that like button down below here on BetUS TV. Make sure you're subscribed. And viva la underdog. Go for it this weekend with Three Dog Thursday.